All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Travis Matern. G'day guys, Travis here from Fitness Education Online. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint Podcast. Super excited, got a great guest here today, someone who I've seen around the traps uh, a few times in IDEA over in the States, uh, in Australia as well at Filex. And to be honest, he, he's given me, I'm going to pump, uh, pump his tires up a little bit here. He's given me one of my favorite takeaways from any of the conferences ever. And we'll dive into it today. Uh, he's WWS. One of my favorite little like tricks of, you know, like uh, walk, water, sleep and hitting those fundamentals with your numbers. So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. We're going to talk, uh, you know, current situation, how he's got to where he is with Strength Matters, which, you know, great, great um, resource for blog posts, great for online training, focusing on over 30s, uh, really got a nice little niche happening there. And so we'll dive into some of that stuff as well. Uh, but Rather than me bumble around with it, I might throw it over to James. James, thank you very much for being here. Thanks, Joe. Thank, thanks, thank, thanks for having me. I, I better get my pin and pop my own tyres myself. I think pop my own head myself. <laughs> no, thanks, yeah, it's, no. It's, it's one of the best things, and I and I use it all the time. And I constantly, I constantly refer to it all the time. Um, and I always, always make sure I credit you because it's obviously it's not not something that uh, I've come up with, but it's it's one of my favourite things that I've ever got from a conference. Well, it's it's funny how that all came. I'll explain maybe a bit later on if you'd like me to how it all came about because it was it was it was it's such a simple, easy. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like a uh, you know, you know how it came about basically in the first place. So yeah, no, I'll explain the story behind that later on if you'd like. Okay, yeah, that's beautiful. Down. Bear with me. I've just got someone. I'll just throw them on mute. Um, and again, guys, so if you're jumping in here, just make sure you are on mute while we record here with James. So James. Uh, let's start with a little bit of a background. Tell us, tell us uh, all a little bit about yourself. I know a little bit about you already, but uh, maybe some other people who are listening in aren't familiar with yourself. So, love to hear a little yeah. bit about yourself in in the fitness industry, and and then you know how you've got to where you are now. Sure, no worries. So my, my name's James. I'm from Wales, um, back in the UK originally. Uh, I'm actually currently in Wales at my parent on my parents' farm, in qu- living quarantine, living the quarantine dream, as I say. So I'm in the guest room here um, at my parents' place. It's probably the good best place to be right now because, like, it's miles from anybody. We've got massive open lands, mountains everywhere, so I can go and do stuff and not see anybody. So it's a uh, it's a handy little thing. But yeah, I'm from Wales originally. Um, randomly came into the fitness industry. I wasn't expecting to. Uh, I did languages at university, the computer science at university. Um, ended up doing a couple of ski seasons as a snowboard guide and then joined the police for 10 years. Um, and then through the police, I found uh, fitness. I was, ended up getting training some of the recruit, some of the high-end uh, units over there, so fell into fitness that way. So it wasn't like the normal route of go to PT school um, and go to, go to university, do education, education science, or whatever it was. It wasn't, it wasn't that sort of route. For me, it was I went, ended up going to the police, 
I got the police to pay for my personal training qualifications and a lot of courses and sending me around the world to go and do them. And then through there, I built my contacts, my network of people, because for some reason, the Americans love having, um, what's the word, uh, people in the police to have on their resume to go and say they want to go and do stuff with the Metropolitan Police Service. So that's how it all kind of started with all the con connections, all the networks. Well, um, I suppose with yeah, the states, right, police, military, it's such a big, uh, so well regarded over in the states. It's huge, absolutely huge. Like for, for everybody who's anybody, they want to go, yeah, I've trained my local police department. I've trained my uh, FBI. I've trained the Navy SEALs. It's like the mm -hmm. pinnacle of things at the top there because I think it's such a great place to be. It's like it, it, that was never like, you know, like I was trained because I was working with the guys in there. And then, yeah, when they came over, like Dan John and all these other guys, who, they'd call me up and go, hey, James, can we come and see the base? And I'm like, yeah, if you want to. It's like a, on the on the River Thames. It's freezing. It's cold. It's dark. It's, it's like something out of the 1940s. But, yeah, sure, you can come and see it if you want to. <laughs> well, I mean, so a lot of those guys don't come – a lot of those guys come from, like, middle America, right? So they're used to some cold and some dark and some, you know, uh, yeah. some of those sort of places. Definitely. Yeah, they are, certainly are. But it was just one of those things. Anyway, so that, that's all started off there. And then I fell into fitness. Like the first, like my first company actually was Kettlebell Fever. Uh, we were selling cast iron weights. That's we were one of the biggest European uh, distributors of cast iron kettlebells um, for a long, long time. So that, that's we started off there. But then I discovered that the word kettlebell in the fitness thing, it, it niches you down. And it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it's a one of those things where like people come for you just for kettlebells they don't expect you to do anything else but we were doing so much more and then they ended up putting strength matters on a t-shirt once we sold more t-shirts in like a week than we had in any t-shirt ever we had in like three four years and i was like huh there's something in this name and then that's how it also we changed kettlebell fever we stopped selling kettlebells and we focused on education and um you know trainers for a while with strength matters and then a couple two three years ago when it's kind of funny, like the, with the whole coronavirus at the moment, there's a lot of people having to make a transition to online training, changing their business model, all this thing, which is it's pretty scary for people. Well, that happened to me three years ago with Brexit. Um, so when Brexit happened in 2016, 17, um, I think it was, uh, what happened then was because all our workshops and courses, like 80% of our business was in the United States, when Brexit happened, the plan plummeted by 26%. So I had to make 12 people redundant in the space of three days and we had to raise a lot of money from the banks to cover the offset in the damage of the pound versus the US dollar to allow us to um, continue the work, continue our workshops that we had placed in the States and everything. Oh. It was, it was almost, we almost lost strength matters because of it. And we managed wow. to get, because we had good credit, everything else going with it. So what that did in that time was it made me realize that our business model wasn't sound, it wasn't right. So we had to transition to online coaching and online training um, as a start and change the model from trainers to more everyday people over 30 to offset the problems that we faced back then. So it was, it's, it's kind of like an interesting now, like fortunately now we're, we're, we've obviously been hit by coronavirus by a lot of people, um, you know, people losing jobs can no longer train us a little bit, but it's not as bad as what it was back in 2016 with Brexit, um, which incidentally I was living in Melbourne at the time uh, when that happened. Um, and I was watching on TV as it happened. So it's, it's an interesting little mix how it, how it is. So, so then he trained Were, were you expecting that? Because I mean, I would not have thought Brexit would have affected someone offering online training. Well, were you expecting that when Brexit was coming through? Was that something that you thought might have was, affected your business? I never thought I never thought it would. I, ne I never thought it would happen in the first place. But back then, we were more in-person coaching. We were doing events, summits, workshops all over the world, but mostly in the States. 
So it was like 80%. So we, we had like, so our model would sell, sell workshops and courses January, February, March, April. And then, excuse me, then we would deliver July, August, September, October um, and deliver them then. So we'd have that like kind of lag between. So it, obviously we'd sell them at a certain price in, in the early part of the year, not expecting the pound to plummet. Yes, maybe a little bit, you know, 5% maybe, but not 26%. Um, yeah, and because of the online stuff and because of the pound plummeted because of we had to pay for the cost when we get there as well it was just everything was out of sync and it was like the biggest business lesson i've ever learned yeah so wow. um so yeah no i wasn't expecting it but like i said it's interesting now being able to talk to other business or fitness business owners and trainers at the moment with what's going on i can relate my story from back then the lessons i learned back then to help them on so if there's any q a's people not sure that what's going on and what to do i can happily tell you because like i had to make a shift in overnight quite literally to try and save the business so yeah wow yeah. very very interesting i never would have pieced brexit with like any issue on offering especially considering you said most of your stuff's going to the states anyway like it's mm -hmm. it's, it's a bit of a like bit of a weird mix one thing i want to just touch on there just just because it's something that i've never thought about uh, and i don't know whether any anyone listening has ever thought about you said you put strength matters on a t-shirt so yeah. were you were you selling merchandise as well early on yeah, a little bit of merchandise because we had we had like a bit of a, a cult following because like in the UK back in the day, like this is when we started we started the kettlebell fever at two thousand nine when I was still working in the police. It was an idea. We obviously on the farm now we have warehouses, we have free you know like free warehouse locations. Then we've got tractors, forklifts, everything around here. So you never need to pay for warehousing. So me and my dad had a, com had a conversation. Hey, look, I think we should do this. There's no good kettlebells in the UK, so we did. So we called, created Kettlebell Fever, created some content. We did some workshops when people come to the States over just doing kettlebell stuff. Um, and yeah, people wanted to buy some t-shirts, particularly some of the Americans over there. So we, we didn't sell many, like we'd maybe sell 10 a week at some points. Uh, if we did a sale, we'd sell like maybe 50, 60 or some. But it was never a big, it was never a making money process. It's more of a branding type thing. Yeah. But I suppose uh, it's a good idea if, if anyone who's listening has got like, hey, I've got a cool slogan that I think might, or they're maybe a bit graphically minded or, you know, got a few creative things that, that they can do. Um, maybe they go, sweet, I've got a cool little graphic that I think might work on a shirt. I can do this and plus I can plug my business simultaneously and, hey, maybe maybe people wear it, maybe people see it, maybe people maybe make a little bit of money off it. It's, it's not something I would, I'd actually thought about apart from, you know, like we wear our branded jacket or whatever but yeah. throwing a slogan on it and making something a bit different is, is a is an interesting sort of thing to to sort of it's, dive into as well and you can you can do it so easy these days as well there's i i use a company called printify which is based in the states and in europe there's two big warehouses where it's print on demand like it's not like they you know people order it um they you know they literally pay for it they pay for it and you pay for it when they've ordered it so that you don't hold any stock you don't, hold anything, you don't make much money from it but again you know, clothing in this level you're not really going to make much money from clothing unless you're going to be a clothing company which is a whole different ball game um yeah, yeah. but it's it's a great way to, for people to wear your brand and be connected to your brand and for you not to, have to outlay because back in the day we used to have to buy all the t-shirts <clears throat> up front and there's a big cost getting all printed um but and now you with, you yeah you've got to buy got to buy a hundred of them or whatever and then you, you got to have them yeah that, yeah, that's, I think, it's, something that trainers always deal with, right? So, yeah, I think that's an interesting. I, I don't know what company. I, I don't know what company would be in Australia. Um, but I, I but we, they ship to Australia. I know that much. Yeah. Um, because we have people in Australia buy them. But yeah, like it's it's a good idea if, if you if you want to get some branded clothing. Literally, you can pay a guy in Fiverr to create a design. 
um, five bucks, send it, send it, upload it to Printify, and then it does, they, people can order automatically. So it's a good little thing for trainers who are thinking about getting their own T-shirts and stuff. And you could do them every, you know, like if you're running challenges or something like that, or someone's got some kind of achievement, you could do themed ones, you could do all sorts 100%. of stuff, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I remember um, I, did a, I did something in Canada with Sergeant Ken. Are you familiar with Sergeant Ken? Big sort of boot camp, yeah, I've... big sort of boot camp guy from the states, real yeah. military style. Like, get down and give me twenty. Uh, real character, but actually super nice bloke. He comes across really like hard ass, but yeah, you start chatting to him, super nice bloke, like nicest guy ever. Studied yeah. studied theater, like a major in theater yeah. studies, and like great voice and like opera singer and all this sort of cool stuff. But one of the things that he did with his was he he had shirts that people sort of achieved, like, almost like a, a grading system for martial yeah. arts. So if they attended, say, a hundred out of 150 sessions for that term you know and then they passed a certain benchmark they got the you know the blue the blue singlet and then if yeah. they attended you know 120 out of 150 they got the red and they did that for two you know two time periods in a row they got the red shirt or the black shirt or you know and then the, the ultimate one was like the camo and then they got their, their face on the wall and so it was an interesting way to just sort of get people talking about and getting people to buy into his culture at the gym and he reckons mm. it's one of the best things he did for retention that's yeah. interesting i've heard a few people say something something similar that they people talk about the wall of the t-shirt of awesome i've heard people do before where it's it, you can't buy it you can't whatever you talk if someone's done something awesome it's at the trainer's discretion they can give out this wall, this t-shirt of awesome but it has to be for something awesome yeah. not like something you give out every day he's like only a few people can maybe have it in a lifetime or something like that and it and people always ask well oh, i want my t-shirt of awesome how do i get the t-shirt awesome we'll do something awesome <laughs> or, or yeah. like the wall of fame like someone gets in the wall of fame with a t-shirt of fame to go with it but those, those things really work particularly you know, like for all people people love to be recognized people love to be feel some kind of achievement or sense of achievement in doing yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, especially if you don't have to order a hundred of them, right? You know, like if you can yeah. get away with, you know, order on demand, it's very easy to do some of those things and, and just create that slight culture shift, I suppose. Yeah, totally. I mean, you can even get like, well, I sound like a brand ambassador for them. I'm not really, just this is what like, is generally like I'm not, I'm not affiliated, I don't get any money from them. Um, it's a, um, what we do sometimes as well, because you're allowed up to three products a month at reduced rates to get for, for samples. Um, so you can order the same thing multiple times if you want to. Um, so you get like 35% off a t-shirt printed anyway sent to you. So it's, so it, it's, it's in your, in your best interest sometimes to do that. It's uh, a good idea. So we'll, we'll go back to uh, post-Brexit. So pre-Brexit, you were sort of focusing on trainers and sort of helping trainers and helping coaches. After mm -hmm. that, you shifted to, to more gen pop and online yep. training gen pop. And from my memory, um, at least this is what I say when I always talk about the WWS, you focus on sort of high-end clients. So you, your, your focus isn't like low-end online training. It's sort of more high-end online training. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So like, so when it all started, like I got into the online coaching, I went to, went to the States, another conference in the States. Uh, and I, a friend of mine introduced me to two guys, Casey and Robbie from a company called True Coach. It used to be Fitbot back then, but it's called True Coach. It's an online training platform. And I, it's the first time I'd seen online training software. This was, you know, obviously like four years ago now, before the big boom is happening right now. And I, and I looked at it and go, oh my God, this is, this is pretty cool. I'm coming from a computer, master's in computer science over here myself. Like I'm a bit of a tech geek in some, in some respects. And I was like, this is pretty cool. This is like, that's something I was missing when I was coaching one-on-one -on -one personal training clients and stuff like that. I'm really missing this. I'm, this is the stuff that can maybe help fix the other 160 plus hours in the week that I don't see with a client. That's, that's what my thought process was. I was like, huh, 
this is interesting. Let me see how this goes. Anyway, the idea literally went went from like speaking to them to like two days later, I'd sign up for the free trial. Um, I got into it and I was like, yep, yeah, I like this. I think we can do something with this. Let's let's see if we can push this right now. So I ended up, there's a testing thing going, hey, let's see what happens. Because we got a mixture of like non-trainers plus, you know, trainers who on, on, our, on our books. So I sent an email out to our entire email list. Uh, now, but this is not typical. Like we had an email list of over 150,000 people. Um, so like, it's not like normal. So we put an email out, we've got like 87 clients back overnight. That was the, that was what happened. And it was the biggest clusterfuck. I think the best, I think I've ever done in my entire life. Like, cause we had no idea how to do online training. We thought we thought it'd be easy. It wasn't. So out of those 87, we literally lost, uh, nearly all of them. We only kept 14 after three months. That's how, that's how bad it was from our perspective and we didn't realize like the ins and outs of online coaching and online training so it was it was a good thing and a bad thing at the same time like some of the, some 14 of those clients are still with us today three years later so like it's you know like it's, it's a good thing in that sense but like i said we made so many mistakes i went but we, we did it because we realized with the workshop in-person model there was a flaw if something goes wrong there's nothing to back us up it was to supplement it so that's kind of what happened with that then. So that's how we would transition to online coaching is that it was actually a, a, a need during a time of crisis to save the business and a random meeting with somebody at, at a conference and event that we started up. Wasn't didn't mean I was never going to stop doing live events and workshops, but I've, I've just realized that there's, a, there's an element to this. We need to have both. I think the in-person stuff is just as important. I don't think you can ever just coach people in online. It's good for some people. It's good for a lot of people, but you still need that interaction of being with people um as you're doing it so that's kind of how it all transitioned into that that that's like that's how we started that's how we did it and fast forward three four years now we know the system now we run like clockwork but yeah we we were the biggest mistake we did online coaching back then was this we we didn't know we didn't know what to charge we're like well what's everyone else charging let's have a look at this what's it worth so we actually said well okay let's do this for 79 dollars us so about 140 US, aussie dollars i think it is um, talking a month a week or a month a month so that's what we thought because they, they've been sort of going super cheap back then that's how it was we thought it's it all about generic coaching but it, it or like pdf style like you throw it out there like give them a plan let them follow it man we were so wrong like it was just it was awful like we, we were like what we realized was we'd we're giving them generic stuff like a like a template for to do online coaching for this which was, you know we, which was a good plan but the problem was they were messaging back and forth. It took up so much time. And as we were doing it, we realized, well, actually it needs to be personalized to them because if it does not personalize, they don't do it. Like it's as yeah. simple as that. So it was just all this changing. So like we started off low um, and realizing, okay, well, it's not good because some people were compliant. Some people were not, some people were like getting, wanting more stuff and we had to answer them all these different things. It was like totally, totally undervalued what we were doing. And also it didn't sit right with us. Like, obviously coaching how we're doing things we want to give the best of our ability and we just weren't we're giving a poor service into what we believe we could we could give so then we started playing this whole mixture of pricing how we were doing it like how where to find right we went, went from we went up to 150 dollars a month um no it wasn't good enough so we bumped it up to like 500 dollars a month we went up to a thousand dollars a month at one point to test what it was to see how to see where the right price and we have people sign for different different certain things but ultimately, biggest lesson I learned was the, the right mix for us right now uh, for charging online training clients is 199 US dollars. 
Now, it was back in the summits, I was saying we charge $299 a month, uh, and that's what we did. But what we found is $199 is, is an amount that people can relate to the long term. It's like 299 was someone where people stay for three to eight months with us. Whereas what we're finding with 199 is people are staying 12 months longer now. So yeah, that, yeah. that was kind of where we're here. So yeah, so it's not like, it's not super expensive. It's not like super cheap, but we're finding the right optimal mix now, particularly with the systems in place that we have behind the scenes for us and our coaches is 199 a month because that's kind of like where we've split tested over thousands of people basically. So that's why I want to go on. Let's go to those 87 people you lost you know, whatever the numbers mm-hmm. would be, 60 of them, you know, 65 of them. Um, now you're you're keeping your clients longer. You know, you're talking about keeping clients for multiple years now. Yeah. What is the what is the the base offer for, you know, like if I was, you know, you, I'm trying to sign up, what's yep. what's the process? Do I do I call? Do I email? What what's like what would be that sort of first onboarding yeah, cool. process? And then yeah, no, and so- then stepping further, I've signed up, what do I get sort of thing? Yeah, sure. No worries. It's super simple. Like it's, again, this, this is a process over time. We tried multiple offers, multiple things. We tried ch- online challenges. We tried like, hey, come and do our assessments. We've done all these different things. Um, we have two entry points uh, essentially now. No, maybe three sometimes. Um, so like here's the, the three things. So the core offer now is 199 US dollars a month. Okay. So 370 roughly Aussie dollars, I think off the top of my head. Right, a month. That's that's the core offer we're ongoing here. There's no contracts. There's no fixed limb thing. It's too hard to implement contracts with people from around the world. If you're training people around the world, it's too hard. But also, there's this mentality now, I think, as well, of people don't have to be locked into a gym membership contract, and it puts the onus back onto us to deliver results all the time to keep them on board. That's kind of how it makes us. You know, we stay focused, give them results, they stay with us. So the core offer is that one nine nine US dollars a month. That's the top end up there. To get to that point, there's two options. So they either come via an online application form, they go to our website, um, jump online, they fill out an application, like a, a Google form basically, where it pre-screens them, it asks them a bunch of questions and ask them a question, hey, are you able to afford um, $100 at least to come into our program? Yeah, it's a simple yes and no. Because the first month is always 50% off. We always say to them, like, hey, we, we, once you get them on the call, so the sales is Google form, Call, they pass the initial screening. We invite them to a phone call, like a Zoom, a Zoom call, like a telephone call with either me or one of the team to speak to them over the phone, just have a little 15 minute chat. Yes, no, are we liking this? Let's try it out. And then the first month is always 50% off at $99 and we offer a full 30 day money back guarantee. So that is, that is the one that people sign up to every single time almost. Like we've got a high uh, take up rate with that. It's a, it's a just great because people aren't sure. They're not, sometimes people haven't done online training before. They're not quite sure they haven't worked with you before. So we say, look, you know, super simple. Let's make it easy. Like, come for us. It's $99 for, for a month, right? Try us out. See how it goes. If you don't like us, get your money back. No questions asked. Not one person's asked for their money back yet in, in two and a half years that we've been doing it. But the point is, it's an easy entry and then it just transitions automatically to $199 a month after that. So on that first form, you you say, can you afford a hundred bucks a month? But you don't actually tell them the price. Is that is that correct? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah because like, we, we know like, like it's yeah we, we know like can you can you afford it's it's yeah are you willing are you are you willing or prepared to pay a hundred dollars um, or can you afford, afford I can't remember the exact word, but it's something along those lines. If you go to the website strengthmas.com, you know, apply for online coaching. You can you can see what we do exactly on there. Uh, feel free to steal it if you want it. It's just a simple yeah. form. I've no, but I, 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 I like that philosophy because. 
Hey, I figure if they can afford 100, they can probably afford 200, right? Yeah. And if they're going to say they can't afford 100, then you're not your clientele. So, because yeah. we often, people always ask us, hey, should we should we advertise our prices? And we, we usually say, look, we don't recommend advertising your prices because it, it sort of just cuts people off straight away. Um, you yeah. know, whereas you want to try and have a chat with them. And maybe that, you know, that that's a, that's a nice little mid-ground of going like, hey, well, can you afford X amount? And you know that if they say yes, well, you, you know that when you're on the phone and they say, oh, I can't really, well, hey, you actually select yes on that, you know. So it also gives exactly. you a bit of uh, a bit of bit of backing if it comes to trying to make a sale. No, hundred percent. That's exactly what we found. Again, it's just 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 trial now. Like honestly, I've, I've done this for like three four years now. I'm just it's just what I split test. I've split test a lot of stuff. Again, it comes from my background, like the split test things, and we have a lot of data to back it up. Like if you on the website and all these different things, because we get like we get close to half a million hits a month from the website alone. So we we get a lot of you know people coming in and to split test it. So like you know, feel free to like. You know, hack some of the stuff I'm doing, see what I'm doing because you know it's it makes sense for you guys as well. So you know, it's, we're all in this together a lot of the time. So I'm just I'm just able to use the data that I see and then stuff I read and put it out. But that's the biggest thing. It's it saves me the most time because before again before I used to speak to people who just couldn't afford it. It was just a waste of time for everybody, everybody, every not just my time but everybody's time. Yeah. So now it's very simple. So it's a quick Google form. You set it up in a couple of minutes. It's free as well, right? Yeah. Like it's literally a couple of seconds. Can you afford it? Yes or no? Great. Then it comes to a notification comes to us. They can afford it. We press click on a button and it sends them all to me. Hey, book in a call at this time at this link here. And then that's, and that's the other thing. You book them in like on a Calendly sort of call. You book Calendly, them in on yeah, a call. Yep, yeah, Calendly. Get them on the call. Speak to them on the call. It's always easiest uh, and have a little chat then. And that's how we do it. So just curiously, yeah, with, with that call. So they book in. Let's say I book in for a call at five p.m. Like we're chatting now. Yep. What do you have your hit rate on people who actually answer that call? Like, do, do most of them answer that call or do? Yeah, with. Yeah, pretty pretty much everybody. We haven't had a single one. I, I don't know what the date stats are now. I, I've, I don't really monitor that, to be honest with you. But like, I've never had nobody not answer it. Okay. But the, the thing is with this as well is that it's what, what we do is we have Calendly, which sets like an email reminder and also a text uh, message. Yeah, the text so was we, nice. I got the text before today. It was nice. Cool. Oh, yeah. Like it's one of those things. It just reminds people we're, we're mm. coming. So because of that setup, that costs us 10 US dollars a month. That's the best thing I've invested yeah, wow. in my business ever. Calendly is one of the best things ever. Like booking a link, automated e- e- email and text message reminders, and no one really misses it. So it's, uh, it's, it's a really Great good Great for your app. sales process. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's the main thing. So the, the form is the main one. I'd, I'd say like 60, 60% of the business comes from people applying online. Um, and they, they find us through just Google. They type in, we did an article, Best Online Trainers 2019 or something like this. And people find us through that. Or they type in online training versus in-person training. They find us through that because like, we rank high from Google. A couple of blog, couple of blog posts. A couple of blog posts. They pull them in that way. So there's a lot of people come in that way. Um, the, the other one we do is we do because people want to know what our assessment system is and how we assess online. So that's another thing that we do is like we, we get people, we do an email out to the list of, you know, hey, want to be assessed, want to see what your fitness is at? Um, yeah, we'll give you a score. We have what we call the everyday athlete score. So we get, we, they do all our assessments, they get a score percentage, and then we break it down into four, the four pillars we call it health, mm-hmm. movement, strength, and cardio. Yeah, I remember that. So we break it down. That's even, this, this is fairly new in the last six six to 12 weeks so like oh, we're, okay. we're this course, so they see a visualization of what what they're getting and how they're doing it um so that people obviously people love scores and they want to know how they're being scored mm. um so that's a way to pull people in that way so that's 20 bucks 
it's, it's easy click and drag and drop. You know, we, we set them up very quickly with it on the, on the system. And then once they finish that, we get on a call with them and we speak to them about their assessments and go, hey, look, want some help with this? Mm. So the 20 bucks goes towards the 99, so they pay another $79. That's the first month done. Um, so you st- stage it up and then it goes on to the same process after that. Yeah, beautiful, nice. So, so all right, so I've signed up. You've got me, you got me registered. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how does it go from here? Is it, you know, two sessions a week? What, what is it that, that I'd be, I'd be signing up for? Un- unlimited, absolutely unlimited. So here's, here's a thing. So you tra- can change your mentality. Now this, by the way, this system works in person and, uh, online. It's, it, we des- deliberately designed this process. So when we open the strength matters gym facility at some point, it, we, we transition seamlessly into it. That's the whole point of it. So we have a hybrid approach. So this works in person, off, on, online, offline. The key thing is here is that um, you sign up. The first thing we do and the first thing we've realized is the assessment process. Like we, because you're not in person with people, you've got to be more data driven and data collecting to see where people move and how they do it. Okay. So what's normally your assessments that you do in person, like, like as an example, like you, there's a lot of visual cues, a lot of little visual things you see. So as soon as someone walks into the door, you can see whether they're walking all funny or their head's tilted to the side, whether their shoulders up like this. You see all these cues that you just you go, okay, there's something wrong here. I've got to see what's going on. You don't see that online unless you're doing Zoom calls, which I don't recommend. Um, so this is, this is the part of the biggest learning curve we had. We had to develop a whole system of assessment of people online that we can't see unless they do a video for us, that they can't cheat. It's easy enough for all sorts of people to do, but gives us enough data um, back that we can understand it. So the sign up, um, they go through what we call the assessment process, which takes two to three days, the first part of it. So our, our assessment system is with three layers, layer one, layer two, layer three, and preceding that as a health assessment. So people sign up, they will, in, in, by the way, they can get the assessments instantly because we've already preloaded into our software. All it is is add them into the software, press click and drag and drop, boom, it's good to go. Literally less than two minutes, they're all set up. So from sales call to paying to getting on the system is less than 10 minutes after that. So that, that's the process after this. They start usually the next day. Um, so they do this, they do, the, they do the assessments, health layer one and layer 2.1, which is safe for everybody. If they're super athletic, they get to access to another layer of assessments. If they're even more elite, they get access to even more after that. Sometimes it can take over two weeks, the assessment process. Um, but very rarely do people get to three, layer three because they're not advanced enough. Like when we're talking about everyday people over 30 that we focus on, they just need a bit more strength, a bit more cardio and a bit of fat loss. That's, that's all. They don't need super duper elite style Navy SEAL training. They don't need that. It's not what they need. So most people take three to four days, three to four days for the assessments. Once they've done the assessments, they jump on a call with us and we talk them through the assessments. We say what we see, we show them their initial score. We go through the breakdown where we need to work on and we come up with a plan together. So we actually get them to self-assess, which puts the onus of fitness back onto them. Uh, They focus on themselves because a lot of time, like giving somebody autonomy on on their training is more powerful than anything else I found. Because a lot of people get, you know, for me personally, like for my clients back in the day when I was training in the gyms and stuff, like a lot of people would become a, reliant on me for my results. And then if they lost, lost us, then they'd come back 12 months later and they'd be back to square one again. Like it was one of those things, you try and teach them habits, but sometimes they'd lose it. 
Mm. So, but now we're trying to put the onus back onto them. So they do the assessments, get on a call with us, and then once they once they've got the assessments, we see the results, we show them where their weaknesses are. Um, then we will then go into a full blown, um, like you know, creating the workouts, creating the plans around, them, which includes maybe seven days. We have clients with us. Someone's going for an Ironman. Um, he's training seven days a week, three times a day, because he's a professional Ironman. So it's like he that's what he needs. We have other clients who train three, four times a week, which is probably the, the average, but we give them habits every single day. So they're doing something every day. We're messaging them back and forth every day, keeping in touch with them. So it's a, um, it's a very much more dynamic everyday approach that we help with people to build it on. But the workouts and plans are all built to the system. They're all individualized to the clients. They're not generic stuff that we started off with back in the day, because we now know to get results, it needs to be specific to the individual um and we need to be personalized by messaging them and being in contact on a near daily basis as well because yeah, they miss yeah. that human interaction when they're, when they're not with, when they're not with you so we're going to find a way so like little things like we start every conversation off with a little giphy in the in the chat box <laughs> like a little giphy starts off you know they've done something awesome we do find a little awesome giphy little things like that to try and yeah. keep them entertained keep, keep them amused so when you talk assessments, I'm assuming you're talking, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's like a mobility assessment, uh, like a fitness-based assessment, a strength-based assessment. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of the, the the things you're looking at through those processes? Yeah. So it starts with like, well, let's go back to WWF. It starts with health. So one of the, some of the stuff in health um, that we do is like WWF, walk, water, sleep. So you know, the story behind that was like we had a bunch of high-end elite athletes working with us. And then we had a bunch of like just you know, mostly everyday people with us. So I was looking at the data behind this. Well, why why are the more elite ones more compliant? Why are they? What, what's why are they getting better results than the, than the everyday people here in certain different aspects? So I looked at looking at all the data. Essentially, what it came down to was elite athletes were already walking seven thousand plus steps a day. They were drinking seven plus glasses of water a day. They were already sleeping seven plus hours a night. When I looked at the data with the everyday people, they were sleeping less than six hours a night. They were drinking maybe one or two glasses of water a day, and they were literally walking less than less than seven thousand steps. That was that's where it all started off with. Like and I was like, well, if people aren't walking and moving and moving blood around, we're screwed. If they're not drinking enough water, then guess what? Well, it's part of the old fat loss process. There's no water. There's no fuel essentially, like oxygen. And if you're not sleeping, we all know the benefits of sleep now. So if we haven't got those three in check then we're never going to, no matter what we do, we're, we're, we're making them do stuff with their hands tied behind their back. Um, and obviously, you know, like fat loss, I find, you know, if we get someone's walking a lot and, you know, neat, you know, is, is the key thing for us, which I'm focus on. It's like, if we're doing this outside of the exercise, as well as what we're doing here, then we'll get faster results in, in the long run. So that was the kind of the, pro that's how WDS started. So the first thing we do is, we, it's very simple. We get people to stand on the scales, we need, to know, we need to know the scores and the doors. Now, nine out of 10 clients are happy to do this. There is the one client who maybe has um, body, to, body issues, um, fearful of the scales. We don't ask them to do that, right? That's something we don't do. But nine out of 10 people jump on a smart scales. Let's know the scores and the doors. What's their weight? What's their BMI? What is their body fat percentage based on one of these scales? It's not 100% accurate, yeah. but guess what? It's a starting point and it'll be consistent for them on that. On that Using the same scale using the same scales. So that's, that's kind of like the, you know, the body composition type thing. We also do, because we know scales aren't accurate, the waist to height ratio. So mm -hmm. we get a, we get like um, a tape measure, 
measure your rupture to above your navel, measure your waist, uh, divide that by your height. Is your waist less than half your height? Now that's medically, that's a medical document textbook. You can check on that. If it's over half your height, you're at serious risk of metabolic diseases. It's you're technically obese or fat, um, and you need to lose body fat as it becomes your main main priority. That's I the don't key. think I've ever heard the height one before. I, I know, like, I think here they say over ninety centimeters or over 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 hundred centimeters, like around the belly, is like you're at this exponential risk of all these things. But I've never yeah. heard it. I don't think I don't think I've actually recall at least the the height ratio. So it's, it was what half waist the waist divided by half your height. That's okay. that's so so take measure your waist above your navel measure down here This is the most accurate and this is the biggest This is the thing we can have talk about on the on the call after the assessments go Hey, look, this is probably the most important thing that we need to talk about right now Because there's so much clinical data and studies like behind that that's research driven mm -hmm. that shows look if your waist is over half your height You know, you are at higher risk of metabolic diseases and uh, Yeah, we need to do something about it so it, and it takes the, the body fat percentage away. It takes all the weight thing, the conversations well. We do the waist to height ratio because we know the scales maybe aren't accurate. Mm. This is definitely a more accurate thing. And it's, and it's, it's data driven basically. Yeah. And it's super, it's super, you can do waist hip, you can do all these different things, but we keep it simple. Waist to height, do it in a couple of seconds. It'll give us more information about the client and almost instantly it'll tell us whether they're a fat loss client or like uh, an athletic client. Yeah. Straight away. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like a lot of the stuff I always remember, like every time I chat to you, like I always feel like I'm three steps of five there, you know, like we always have, have done the walking, the water and like sleep stuff and focus on mm -hmm. trying to improve those things, but haven't put it in that same, in that same sort of construct that you do. You do like in this habit stacking, like construct, mm -hmm. which is really, yeah. really awesome. Um, and then even that, like I've, I've always just gone, I've never been a big scales fan uh, with clients. I've always gone, hey, let's just do a measurement around your belly button and that's what we're going to focus on. Uh, but I've never gone that like extra with the height thing. And that's, that's an mm -hmm. interesting, you know. Um, it, it's, it's, just how, it's, just, it's just how you order things. And again, these are all things that have come about because of the online coaching. We've realized we have to do this online because we can collect this data um, and see what happens with the data. Because it's, it, 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 I, I can, if I can, like maybe if I can screenshot, I can show you what I do with the data and, and as well. Love to see it. Um, at We'd some love point. to see it. But, uh, you know, yeah, no, let me just, I'm on my computer now. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because it, it is, like, I'll show you what we're doing with the data behind the scenes. And this is, oh, this is something I haven't shared to anybody outside of Strength Matters organization yet. So you've probably seen the first time it ever goes live. Um, where is it? Assessment system. Uh, give me a second, people. Oh, good. So, uh, well, it's lo it's loading up now. So I'll pull it up and share yeah. with it in, this, in a second here now. But that's... But this is what we're doing with waist height, this sort of thing. And another point, just on the on the health assessments that we do as well. Uh, the other thing is is breathing. We do a breathing test. Um, but again, this this I'll put this comes with a health warning. If you're pregnant, high blood pressure, uh, risk of heart attack, do not do it with your clients. Um, and just say that we always say it to our clients as well. But a lot of people um, are unable. They they aren't able to do a process and take on board enough oxygen. Like people talk about diaphragmatic breathing, they talk about breathing processes and breathing important the diaphragm. However, most people are carbon dioxide sensitive, uh, carbon dioxide sensitive, okay? Which means the body cannot withstand and hold carbon dioxide. Now it sounds crazy, but like the point is you need carbon dioxide to allow oxygen to uptake into the body faster, okay? It's part of the process. So a lot of people are what we call mouth breathers, which means you're getting rid of carbon dioxide as fast as you possibly can out of the mouth right but 
by nasal breathing, you allow you, you essentially reduce the intake of oxygen by thirty by fifty percent, but you increase the oxygen uptake by thirty percent. Wow. Okay, so it's a it's a process. Now you can argue for performance, but I and some people out there are saying that you need to do it for performance. My argument is we do it for health, not for performance. Okay. Because once you're performing, then, then things go out the window. Right? You're just going to default things. Actually, I you feel know? like I had this conversation with you after the day or after one of your presentations because I've um, I've had chronic sinusitis for many, mm -hmm. many years. And I feel like I've had this conversation with you because you probably spoke about it. And I was asking about, like, I remember when I had my uh, my my sinus operated on and uh, I was like, yes, all of a sudden, I know my fitness is going to be better. And it, it wasn't really better and it didn't and my sinuses are back to being bad and that's what they said originally was going to yeah. happen punches in the face too often and just sinusitis <laughs> and all that sort of stuff right and i remember my brother going ah oh, you didn't get it you know they opened your airways you didn't get a leg transplant you know so it's, it's interesting that you say that the the percentage of nasal breathing because my cardio has never been my strong suit so it's uh it's interesting well, it's, it's 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 one of those things like it is and it's, it's more for health again you know you need water for water for fat loss you need oxygen for fat loss like it just if we're breaking down the super simple things and how we explain to clients like look if you're not if you're not getting enough oxygen in then we're always going to struggle it's all, and you know you need it for health you need you, the body just needs oxygen but the point is it is quite simple it's like we find most people are like they can't breathe properly like they just can't breathe nasal breathe you, you can do it very simply if you're walking around like go walk up a flight of stairs when if you're allowed out yet you know if you're in a supermarket shopping center like instead of taking the escalator walk up a set of stairs keep your mouth closed just try and breathe through your nose see what happens when you get to the top are you wanting to open your mouth to breathe or are you able to breathe regularly through your nose to do it if you if you can't do it through your nose then you know there's a slight problem and the test that we do um is very simple it's like you know you Breathe in through your nose, in through your nose, fully exhale through, through the nose, pinch your nose, go for a walk. How many steps can you do? That's it. So you've, you know, calmly through the, go for a walk. That's, that's what we do. Now, um, most people, uh, I can't find on the data, on the data, which I'll show you now in a second here. Now, most people average about 30 to 40 steps um people who are under 30 then there's a, there's a major issue um the goal for health is 80 steps oh. if we're working with athletes, steady steady pace or steady pace yeah makes no makes no difference really but we say just just walk you know there's again there's no real science behind this it's just walk you know at your own pace you, you tend to if you walk fast you tend to blow out faster <laughs> like it's blow up a little bit faster but uh, yeah, it roughly works. It equates the same. So for everyday people, 80 steps is a good benchmark. For athletes, we're looking at 120 plus um, to be able to hold it in and make their body. So it's and again, it's all about carbon dioxide sensitivity to improve the body's tolerance to carbon dioxide to allow them to upload oxygen for health. We're not talking performance. We're talking health and, and to a system to performance. That's what we talk about. Awesome. That's it. But like, yeah, I'll show, I'll, show, I'll show my screen very quickly. Let me just see if it comes up. Um, let me know if you can see it. Yep, got you here. This is our little dashboard. This is every, everybody's results from who we've who we've worked with from the thing. Now, this, this is quite a small sample base at the moment because we haven't uploaded everyone's data from the part. This is literally a few weeks old. But I'll give you a little just rundown. So we now know that the average overall everyday athlete score for people around the world is fifty-four percent, and it's categorised into these these four categories here so like people score 69 percent in health on average they score 70 percent for movement 51 percent for strength 
and uh, cardio is the weakest point out of everybody. The average score is 28%. Oh, wow. Now, if you want to break it down into even further little categories, like you can see the red flag over here, the average score in the United States overall is 50%. Okay, whereas you go to the UK, 63%. How's Australia doing? 61%. That surprises me, actually. So that's kind of how it, again, it's a small sample size of less than 100 people at the moment. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, as we're doing this. So this is kind of how we're doing it. So if we scroll down a little bit further here, you can see where yeah, this is where you should sit in the medium of all these scores and stuff, how you do things. So it's a, it's an interesting way to look at it. Now, if I want to go into more specific, um, I can obviously split into data, data categories here, but I've got this section wow. dashboard. So is this That's from your computer science background? Is this how you're, you're essentially, yeah, this is, yeah. so this, the problem with assessments is and we've always found this is how do you visualize them? Cause like we, we know the importance of assessments. We as trainers, we geek out about assessments, but how do you visualize and show people how much it means to them? That's the, that's the, that's the key thing here. And it's, that's, so, so this is what we're trying to do with this. Now, so I talk to like, um, where is, let's click on this. Let me just do a basic on the, it's all about breathing, you know, the breathing testing stuff we hear now. So look from all the data we have right now, so we look at this, the average, here we go, the average steps, the median is 40 steps. Uh, the highest we ever got is 75, yeah. um, for you know, first up, but most people sit around this 40 here, but a lot of people sit below this region here. Yeah. Okay. So somebody has 10 steps being the very lowest all, all the way down here. So that, that's how we can look at about, it. and this is how we can know whether the score is good and how it compares to other people. So how we can pull it in here. So this is part of just what we've created behind the scenes. To visualize it because like i said if you're talking to a client like well they don't care about the numbers they don't care about the that's the always feels better but if you put it into we find if you put it into a scoring system like this then suddenly we um uh, we open things up and it's almost gamified a little bit right 100 percent. so we can show that improvement over time um yeah, wow. now if, if we're talking about an individual like i okay let me sh i'll show you an individual client um how we look when we talk to them um i'll choose one that i know i can share data she's already given me permission to share her data with uh, so let's go to genie because she makes an interesting interesting read so this is an this is this is one of my star clients who's been with us for like three years she's one of the original intake okay so she scores pretty highly now she's a mum of four Right, that's a pretty that's the highest score we have on anybody in the system yeah, wow. um, here but it didn't start off this way like, you know, these are the scores, 97 cardio, health, it's pretty high. This is compared to the same age group and gender. Yeah, this is wow. what the average scores in here. So she's so way yeah, above that. going from 91 to 66, yeah, well. Yep, totally. And if we go down to the, the changes over time, like her cardio has gone from 30, 12% all the way up to 100% in the space of three years. We built wow. it up. All these improvements here, we can show how she's doing stuff along the lane. We can go into more detail work here. Aerobic work is the most thing. Strength, we've built up a lot of stuff here. She went from no pull-ups to seven pull-ups, um, as an example. Um, so we can then compare to, well, this doesn't, uh, this needs to be refreshed, actually. Um, so this, this but I mean, I'll tell you what, for those clients who are just into their data and driven by those things, like that's, there's nothing better than this. Like, this is so comprehensive. Well, it, it is pretty complicated. Like I said, I haven't shown, no, no one outside of Strength Matters has ever seen this yet, other than a few clients we're working with. Um, that should be working a bit better here. So let me just 
Um, I'm going to have to refresh that. But anyway, but there's there's a thing down the bottom here that you can work with and see here. But that's like I said, that's that's what we can do with online coaching now by by taking us out of way of like collecting data from us as an in person. We get them to collect the data. We they input it into their things and we export the data into this into this system uh, that we've created to visualize it and show them what they're doing. And it motivates them a lot more to be with it. I wasn't expecting to show you that today, <laughs> but like, sorry for the guys, if you've got, if I've got off on a massive tangent, but like I said, this is the importance of some data, putting it together into visualizations and what we do behind the scenes. Here. So if let's go, you know, cause we'll probably start to wind up a little bit. So let's say I'm a trainer, I'm, I'm wanting to run some online stuff. What would be some of the key bits of advice you could give? Let's say I don't have access to such a cool back end like that. I'm starting out like like many trainers at the moment. Many trainers at the moment uh, have no one want, no one wanted to be online. Realistically, well, yeah. yeah, some people did, right? But yeah, but realistically, agreed. you know, a lot of trainers didn't want to be online. They're like, I don't want to go online. I want to be face to face. We don't have a huge amount of options at the moment. What would be some of the key sort of takeaways in your learnings if someone were to just if, if they're trying to get started? Uh, and getting their clients onto an online thing. What are some things that you you know you could give? Them? Yeah, sure. I, 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 I could answer this a lot. So, like the first thing is is that online coaching isn't for everybody, um, both client and the trainer. I think that's that's the important thing. Like I think it's good to have in your arsenal, um, and people just want the social interaction. So you have to understand that certain types of people are happy with this. People who work out from home, who don't go to the gym, great. There's other people who thrive off the boot camp, they thrive off like the training group training. They thrive off that. So it's, it's, it's important understanding that you can't push it on everybody. That's the key thing. Um, the second thing is, first thing first, you've got to choose your software. Find and choose a bit of software. We use TrueCoach. We find that the best piece of software. There are other pieces of software, PT Distinction, uh, Trainerize, Train Heroic. Find what works best for you. Now, from experience and seeing it all, like I like True Coach for the individualization for the higher end clients, um, but I also recommend PT Distinction from what I've seen. Okay, from they they tap into certain things. They have extra features in True Coach, so I'd say much is much of a muchness, but PT Distinction or True Coach are the two trendsetters and uh, the stuff the, the the team you know leading the um, you know this online software revolution at the moment. That's the first thing. Second thing is find out your assessment system what is the how do you assess clients right before you get any client into here how do you assess them what do you do get your theory out of your head write it down into a format you can follow every single time so it's the same process new clients must do assessments what are those assessments how do you do them online write them down upload them here because once you do it once guess what you just drag and drop and click and play mm. that it saves you so much time but they have the same experience because you can you need to assess before you go anywhere and create assessments that are easy for people to do and then they can do them by themselves and then you talk to them afterwards. That's the key thing here. Don't do the assessments with them online. It just takes up so much too much of your time. Create assessments they can do on their own and then come to you and talk to and talk together about them and then you create the plan. So that's the that's that's the key. So thing. Your, your assessment process is massive. <clears throat> that's one thing I noticed from there. Like I don't know whether some of those, like I saw the drop down options that you gave. I don't know if some of those were if they were all assessment stuff or they were to do with workouts. But you had things like grip strength. You had things yeah. like I mean, so that's really really in depth stuff. I know, I know grip strength's really related to a lot of like longevity mm -hmm. things. So it is an important thing to know yeah. um, in general. But if you were, I mean, maybe you. Maybe you can't answer this as such. If you were to choose, you know, like a top five assessments or something like that, 
do you have any like top five for people if they're yeah, using say, a, a PT super, distinction or like the best bang for buck yeah. ones? Super easy. Like I again, like yeah, hundred percent. So like this is so the first one, first one, waist to height, waist to height ratio. Yeah, waist to height ratio. Boom. That's that's that, that'll tell you so much in the you know uh, deep squat sit test. Can someone sit? How long can someone sit in a deep squat for? Like um, comfortably. Um, our standards are less than a minute is not good. Uh, minute to five minutes is okay. Over five minutes is is green green good to go. So and those I'm assuming are, as deep as they can go, which is yeah, also you put another, which is like almost a, also another assessment in, in its own. Yeah, exactly. Pretty exactly. You know, it, it, it tells you all about the ankles, the hips, T spine, everything in one. And if people are in pain, it's not good. So you know there's big movement efficiencies. That's like you know, we you know, that that's another key one. It's just a simple movement thing. So like deep squat, can they do that? Yes or no? Um that's another one. Uh, if we're going more strength um based and cardio based, so uh strength one, can they hold a two minute plank? It's you know, again, as simple as it sounds, it's like if most people can't. You know, if they can't hold a two minute plank and hold it well, then it's core, it's a core it's a core function issue. So we need to build this thing you know, as a starting point for back pain from Stuart McGill. So two minute plank, can they hold it? Grip strength you spoke about. Can people hang from a bar for 60 seconds? Just literally hang from a bar. You know, one after the other, like 60 seconds, like, let, can you yes or no? If it's a no, there's no way they can do pull-ups. You don't, you don't care for passive or active or anything like that? No, no, just hang. Like, because again, again, from, from what we learned over the years, is like with people online or like, um, you know, they don't, they don't know what active and passive is. So you can coach them as much as you can. You can they, just, they just don't do it. So we just go, no, just hang. Um, nice and simple. Now, another test later on is what we call the flexed arm hang. So this is a layer two for us is 2.2. So this is a bit advanced. Yeah. So how long can they hold themselves above a bar? Oh, okay. Um, like this, so like overhand grip, plenty grip, overhand. How long can they hold above a bar here? That is after can they grip hang? <laughs> you see where I'm coming from? So six like seconds like progression. progression up here. Can they do this? How long can they hang? That's, that's a later one you can use. Um, and then for a cardio one, we do, um, there's one of three essentially uh it's one of four actually if you if you're comfortable to give the clients this um if they're overweight and they haven't got much steps they don't do many steps and they you know their cardio is going to be pretty bad we give them a walk test how far can you walk in 20 minutes um essentially we're looking for about two and a half kilometers in that time like so that that's what we're looking for can they do that yes or no um essentially that that's a keep that's as for people who tend to be obese, um, they're not suited to other tests um, and that you need to get them walking and you've identified walking as a big priority. So that's the first thing there. Uh, the, other, the other two tests are quite nasty, but we ask people to do it anyway. It's like a, it's a cardio snapshot, we call it, like a work capacity test. 2K max row, like how fast, how fast can you row 2K in? Uh, or a 10-minute assault bike test, like how, far, how many calories in 10 minutes? um those those are the three cardio snapshots that we do like not true aerobic bro. tests they're just work capacity snapshots just to see where people are at uh, and there's a fourth one that we only give to people that uh, that can move well uh are proficient they're strong enough and um they have experience doing it and that's a 5k run test like we don't give people 5k run tests um often yeah. because they're not strong enough they're overweight they that's really they. interesting. That, that, that's a really interesting thing because, you know, when people talk about I'm going to start exercising, what do 90% of people do? 
Well, maybe, maybe, nine, maybe 90 percent of people's not maybe that's a bit of a gross generalization yeah, no, yeah, no. but people go oh, i'm going to start running and you're saying that running is your hardest test yeah it's, it's really because, interesting because they can't balance they can't they haven't got they haven't got proprioception on the on the foot that you know if, if we okay it's almost it's all about assessments now like one of the other assessments under under movement that we do is the single single leg eyes closed balance test mm -hmm. so can you stand on one leg with your eyes closed for 15 seconds if it's a yeah. no then they haven't got proprioceptive awareness in the foot they're more likely to roll the ankle and they're not suited they're not suited for running we, we just we pull that yeah well away. i remember doing a lot of these tests now that you're saying some of these tests i remember doing them when at, at your session i think i did a full yeah. day with you i think i must have done a full day with with you and That's it, yeah we, we, did, we did the pre-com yeah yeah and i and some of these tests i remember them now and a lot of the trainers couldn't do them and i mm -hmm. think this was i think i played football the day before and i got knocked out so like I was a bit shaky, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, there's, there's some of these tests now, like it's sort of, I'm like, oh, that's right. These ones, and they were it's just so interesting. So engaging. It, it was, so that's one of the, so, you know, again, is this, the running ties back into the weight to high ratio. So, um, you know, every, every time you go for a run, the biggest problem you have, you know, it's, it's a lot of force. It's three, about three and a half times body weight goes through every single step that you take. Right. So it can go up to four or five if you're sprinting at a high level. But the point is, is that if your waist is over half your height, right? If it's over 0.5, guess what? We don't let people run. Yeah, wow. We take running out of the equation because they're, they're overweight and we, it's just bad for their joints. There's better ways to get their cardio up to begin with. Now, I love running, by the way. I go trail running all the time. So this, this is, this, I, you know, it's one of those things. Like, it's not, I, I didn't always love it, but like, it's, it, but it's always, you know, from rugby days, cricket day like i've always always ran until i, until I didn't and then i had to rediscover it again so like the moment big part of my training is trail running i'm running up and down mountains all day long right so like i love the, that style of running i think it's fun i'm not one of those trainers who lifts weights and hates running no i love lifting weights i love doing i just love doing all sports that's just that's just me right but the point is is that you know i want to get people to running safely and do it for the long haul that they enjoy it um and if you take people to run who have um poor cardio uh, they're going to hate it straight away, right? They're going to hate it straight away because they haven't got the cardio to, to maintain it. If they're overweight, if their waist is over half their height, it's going to hurt every single step that they take. So drop their weight down, drop their waist to height ratio down, give them the, the tools to get there in the first place. So that ties into the 5K. If their waist is over half their height, we will not give them the 5K run test straight away. Oh, awesome. It's a starting point. Awesome. Well, I think... Uh... I think we've covered a lot of stuff there. We could probably talk all day, I feel, because I, I feel like I'm very interested in all of your stuff that you're going on with there. Uh, one thing I just want to throw out, I know you've just got your book. You've just done mm -hmm. a, a, got your book out. Uh, yeah. Do you want to give it a quick plug? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I've got a, we got a book out. We can't deliver to Australia at the moment because they've stuck, they've stuck all inbound flights and stuff from the, from the UK. So that was the other yeah. thing that I remember. The other thing I remember is talking about the aerobic power and talking about working at like 75% of your capacity. And it's something I put into a lot of my training after your thing, because I was, I'd going, I was going back to playing footy after not, not played mm. for, for five or six years. And so I was trying to build up that, that aerobic base. Um, but yes, Sorry. Yeah, no, cool. So yeah, we've come out of like the new, what we call the strength matters training series is this is book one in the training series. It's called maximum aerobic powers. This is for everyday people over 30 who want to improve their cardio essentially. Um, so maximum aerobic power, it's, it's all about how to train the aerobic system, the strength matters way, I think. And it's less, less hit, 
more base building right. and earning the right to go into it from, from using our system of, of athletic development. So it's a, it's yeah, it's 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 out. We, we will ship it to Australia as soon as we can. Um, when the, when the shipments come back out, if people want it. But yeah, it's just a starting point. If you got, it's probably the best time. If you want to learn what the strength matters training system is, it's probably the good best starting point right now uh, to learn more about it, other than the website, uh, as it goes a bit more in depth. And we've got another ten or so titles that are going to come out in the next two years um, to tie into the training system. Thank, thanks for allowing me to plug it. Thank you, man. Nah, that's all good. All good. My my pleasure. All right. Well, we've got a few people on here now, guys. Uh, thank you again, James, for your time. Uh, we'll open the floor up. If you guys want to, you can you can start your cameras and take your, your mics off. And if you've got a few questions you want to throw James's way, um, please do so. Uh, we've got a couple of people still here. Let's have a look. We've got um, anyone anyone out there got some questions? You are on I don't, I don't if bite. You, if you, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. If not, maybe we've answered them all. And so. Beautiful. Okay training business anything is what i don't mind either either or if you don't no, no worries either way um, you can always you can always drop me a mail or drop me a message anytime and i'm happy to answer them anytime after, so. beautiful well i sounds like we don't have any questions coming uh, yeah not, i want uh, yes oh, cool. matter hey hey, hey um just hey um hi from this is uh, i'm from wellington new zealand um just uh inquiring about just all your fitness testing uh, there's that your own database of uh, database of um, fitness testing or is there an online platform or, or whatever in, in terms of just engaging that because I just like all the tracking but um, or is that what you use when you uh, when you really um, first got started um, so I'm just starting in terms of the online cool. online business yeah so Oh, nice. Well, well, good, good luck. It's it's a, it's a fun process to go through, and and, and getting started is, is always quite scary as well, a little bit because there's so many things out there. Um, so let me just make sure I get, understand the question right. So you just want to know how we came about with the assessments, where we found them from, and how we put them together. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So like, it's, it's basically it's come from years of experience um, and working with people who are a lot smarter than me is the is the honest answer. And like you surround yourself with smart people, it's hopefully some of it some of it will rub off um, every every now and then. So like this is like from I've done lots of courses around the world. Um, like the, the first one most people should maybe start to do with to begin with to understand this is functional movement, FMS. It's a good starting point. Um, that's what we started many, many years ago. To, to introduce me to the idea of movement and stability, mobility and all this sort of stuff. So that's how I started there. But a lot, a lot of it is just experience uh, and putting together things I've heard from different people over time. So it's, it's, it's hard to go. Around. So if I was to recommend people to start reading about and learning from, um, I'd say obviously, you know, work with people in Australia, but outside in the, in the network in Australia, in America, you've got people like Perry Nicholson from Stop Chasing Pain. Mm. He's a very, very good person to look, see what he does. Some of his stuff, he's a good mate of mine, I can tell you this now. He's, some of his stuff are way, is way out crazy. And like if you do some of it with your clients. I've done some of his stuff. It's awesome. We might have to get yeah, it, it, it for a podcast episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, I will happily do that. He's, like, honestly, it's one of those things. He's, it's a bit out there, but it's, like, it's, it's, people think you're wacky, but like, it's really important. I'll give you an example. Here's, here's an example. We do a brain test, okay? So we, we do a brain test with people to see how what it's doing, to see if they're at high risk of stroke. Uh, Naomi asks, it's Perry Nicholson. Perry Nicholson, his name is Stop yeah. Chasing Pain. Stop just, chasing just, pain. just Google Stop Chasing Pain, you'll see it. So we call what's called a cerebellum test. So I don't know if I can move my camera a little bit here so you can see who I'm doing. 
So we get people to do this. So one palm on like this, and we get people to rotate as fast as they can over the top here. It's what we call the cerebellum test, okay? It's looking for lesions, the cerebellum at the back of, back of the brain. If people can't do this, i.e. you see this sort of stuff, it means they're at high risk of stroke. As in moving slow and not, not like, not like, like yeah, a, it, it consistent. should be fast like this. Most people pass straight away and you're looking for discrepancies left and left, left and right. So some people will be fast on the left, some people will be fast on the right, okay? And all testing movement from the brain. So for example, right, if I'm trying to fix somebody's got shoulder or like right, left, let's say left side only, because they've got mobility issues on the left side and they can't do this with their left hand, it's a brain problem first, not a mobility problem, all right? But it's also a warning for you as a trainer to refer out to a doctor ASAP to find out if they, these guys have had a stroke or any form of like um, heart attack or anything else in the same time. It's one of the most important tests that we do, particularly when we're working with older clients. So that's just something that we've, I, I learned from him uh, and we apply it to all our clients. And, that, and you'll see things, like simple things, like people can't do it. Like they can't do that simple hand-to-hand -hand touch and there's big discrepancies left and right. Uh, with how they do it so it's, it's something that's something that we use so we, we test different functions and over that that's something they don't teach you at pt school but that's something i definitely didn't learn at pt school um because they can't teach that stuff yeah. it's this is what happens out after when you go into speaking to other people who are smarter than you um and that to me is probably one of the most important tests that we do now particularly when we work with people over 50. Um, so I suppose I suppose going out and working with mentors and learning from other people in the industry, like I'm guessing some of the stuff I know you, you mentioned Dan John at one point. I yep. know he's big on like carries and stuff like that. So you know you may have got an assessment from him that's like, hey, can you carry X amount for X amount and stuff yep. like that potentially? I mean I don't know if that's no, no, no. We we do we we generally do that. That that's actually a layer two point two test that we do. Yeah. So again, if we so let's let's take the system how we're doing things. So we're hanging from a bar for sixty seconds. If they can't do this, obviously we're going to build up grip strength on here so we can do carries. If they can do this, they go on to another set of assessments and we do a 75% body weight carry. Can they carry 75% of their body weight for 90 seconds? Bilaterally or like a unilateral? Uh, yeah, yeah, laterally. So, like, yeah. so they're, they're, both, they're both both hands, farmers walks. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if you, if you weigh 100 kilos, you're going to have 75 kilos spread out over two hands roughly. Okay. And can you walk for 90 seconds like that? If it's a no, then we know it's a whole, it's, it's a work capacity strength. You know, we need to do loaded carry. That's a baseline entry point for most people to be able to do that. Yeah, awesome. I might have it's, to, it's all, it's all like weaseling another Dan John, a Dan John, a, a Dan John inter, uh, introduction as well. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm more than happy to. I'm more than happy to. But it's, it's, it's one of those things, like it is, um, like I said, when it comes to assessments, you got to do stuff that's right for you. Like we built our clients. assessment system. Yeah. But we built the assessment system for us. Like people are interested, interested in what we do with our assessments now because they, they want to see the scores. They want to see how we do things and it's online how we do it. I totally get that. But you have to build assessments that fit your model of training. Like everyone, this is the cool thing about fitness. There's no, I don't think there's one system that is the best. Like there's not one system that's the best because everyone's different everyone is drawn to different things people train with you for different reasons and they'll train with me or they'll train with other people stuff like that so you gotta build a system that's right for you and pulling what's right for you so we think the grip test is important we think the cerebellum test is important. some people may not think that's important that's fine but we think it's a good one to show risk of stroke 
um, or if they've had stroke or there's movement deficiencies down here. So you're gonna try and work out and find other people smarter than you, smarter than me, smarter you out there, talk to them, find out what they're doing and pull in the best bits from everybody mm. to build your own little system up and Yeah, great bit of advice. And I, and I think one of the things I'll throw in there as well is is going to the conferences and going to things like Filex or going to FitX or going to Idea because that's where you get introduced to some of these people. I yeah. I, I did two or three of um, Perry Nicholson's things in either Idea or in Canada. And you're right, there's just things that, like you're right, they're out there, but they're just amazing. Some of the stuff that he goes through is just, you know, it's, it's mind blowing, mind blowing stuff. And, and, and you know, um, you know, other people that, you know, come through is, uh, you know, like uh, Stuart McGill, where you do the bird yep. dog and the, the side plank to the plank and the different ratios and talking about that stuff. You learn that stuff from going to these things and from reading their books and from doing. So I think I think a good bit of advice there is just continue to educate. 100%. 100%, 100%. Like it's, it, it, I, I would say that some of the best things at these conferences are the conversations in the bar afterwards. That's where, that's where, that's where some of the best stuff I've learned is actually in the bar afterwards, talking to people, talking to like peers, other trainers, coaches and stuff at the same time. Oh, that's a good idea. I've never thought of it like that before. You know, it's, it's those sorts of conversations too. So that, that's my advice on this assessment. So, you know, you can see what we're doing. You can, you know, I'm sure there's lots of stuff, there's lots of stuff we do online. Um, I, on, I'm on blogs and wise, you can see some of the stuff we do it. Um, I think one of our most popular ones is if you search how to take someone naught to seven pull-ups or like naught to seven pull-ups, um, our assessments of pull-ups all in there. Like, how do you get somebody to get, what, what are the stages we're looking for before we do something to pull-ups? And it starts with overhand grip, carry, plank, <laughs> you know, these sorts of things here to see how we think and how we do things. So you can take those out anytime you want to um, and play around Excellent. with that. Any other questions, guys? Great question as well, by the way. Yeah. Good, good luck, with, good luck, matter with all with, with your career and stuff. Beautiful. All right, guys. Well, I think that's probably it for for the time. Thank you very much for for giving up a bit of your morning with us, James. Um, nice. Sticker, we're, we're going to do a bit of an Instagram thing. I'll hit you up on Facebook afterwards. Yeah, sure. um, but thank you very much, everyone who's tuned in and listening and watching and all those sort of things. Tons of stuff through there. You know, like like I said, every time I, I always uh, I've run into James a bunch of times at, at a few different conferences, and I. I feel like I'm a bit of a, a you know, bit of a bad smell because I'm always following around, <laughs> going like, "Hey, so you know how you spoke about that rowing thing? Can you explain that a little bit further for me? Hey, you know how you spoke about the the breathing thing? Can you just, you know, what about this?" So I, uh, you know, like trying to take that motto of picking people smarter than my my own brain. So uh, you you sit up there on the smarter side for me at least. So. Yeah, Definitely, definitely. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm from I'm from Wales. I'm from Wales, mate. Like you know, like literally, we are smart over here. I'm on a farm as well. You can make as many jokes as you want to right now. That's like that's what I usually get. So. Yeah. Well, my uh, my grandmother was Welsh, so you know, so a uh, bit of Welsh blood here as well. So it's, it's go. all good. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for giving up some time today. Really appreciate it, and I'm sure everyone listening has been able to take take away multiple things as you've. You've shared plenty of good knowledge for everyone listening. So thank you very much. One last time where Strength Matters, uh, you look at, on Instagram, Strength Matters. Uh, yeah. Facebook, uh, your website, strengthmatters.com. Strengthmatters.com, yeah. Uh, if you if you follow me personally, like most of my personal stuff on Instagram is you know, just at James Breeze, J-M-E-S-B-R-W-E-S-C. Uh, you'll see most of my snowboarding pictures on there. I don't really post much fitness stuff on my personal one. It's just more me doing random stuff on the snowboard. 
Um, but yeah, James Ruiz, jamesruiz.com, if you want to find out more about me, and then yeah, strengthmatters.com, where everything else. There's a quick question just coming from Naomi. Um, oh, yeah, Naomi, chat, about, yeah. The, uh, about where to find assessments. Like, on, honestly, like the <clears throat> there's stuff online, there's so many blog posts here. Like, if you guys want to see all the assessments that we do and how we do it, and I, and I, and I, I say this to every coach I come across here, like, the best way to see how we do it is actually do them. Like I'm not, I'm not using it as a sales pitch. I'm saying gen genuinely now, like if you want to do the assessments, I'm not going to try to sell you onto any online coaching only at all. You know, like it's, if you're if 20 bucks, you can go through the assessments That's yourself. Right. You see them all and you see how we integrate and how we upload them onto the system. So just send an email to james at strengthmatters.com. Uh, that's, that's my personal email, by the way, james at strengthmatters.com. Um, send them or hello at strengthmatters, either, either or send me an email. I'll connect you by that way and I'll get you set up. It's super easy. That's probably, probably the, the best, best way. 20 bucks you'll ever spend. Well, yeah, that's why I said, like I said, you know, I, we, I do workshops and courses. I will be doing workshops on this in a long time. Yeah, but the, I always said to coaches, like, look, guys, just go and do them. Like, come and get your scores and find out what the scores are um, because you can take them and see how we do things and how we do it. So that's probably the best way to do it. So that's, that's not me pushing sales. I'm not that type of person. Like, but I'm just saying, like, it's, just do it. Get on the software. Give them a go. Take what you can from it what's useful uh and go from there but so james at strengthmatters.com send me an email it's it's morning here now so i can get you set up as soon as i can okay beautiful mate well thank you very much thanks for the questions guys uh thanks for tuning in uh, again keep an eye out for the book coming out hopefully it gets here to australia as well um yeah cheers mate uh matter did you have something to say before we, we signed off i just saw you unmuted yourself no no it's all good i was just uh, about to say um uh, seen something through the chat, but I got the email, so I'll send an email. I'll go do Beautiful. those texts. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Beautiful. All right, cheers, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much, James. And uh, yeah, again, can't can't thank you for thank you enough for your time. Anytime. Cheers, guys. Have a cheers, good one. See you guys. If you liked the show, share it with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.